Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, January 15th. It's a holiday Monday. You never know who all's going to listen on the holiday. A lot of people off. Banks are closed. Stock market, I think, is closed. I don't even know. Who who the hell knows? All I know is there shouldn't be traffic in here uh, in Los Angeles on a Monday morning when there's a holiday weekend. Um, just a wild, crazy weekend. Obviously, youth sports are in full swing. Uh, my son had a chess tournament. Daughter had volleyball. 2-0 in basketball, but we won't talk about those wins. Um, obviously, the NFL playoffs happened. Obviously, also a shout-out to uh, myself. Uh, my birthday was last week. I'm not one of these, oh, it's my birthday kind of guys, but uh, it was, and um, obviously the herd had a nice little thing on on Friday celebrating the birthday, and uh, yeah, it was nice. It was, it was a good, great birthday weekend. We saw, I saw Mean Girls with the family. Um, we, I had seen the original Mean Girls, and um, this one's just like the new version, a little more, mu- it's like a musical bent, but it was good. Listen, not bad. Like, the kids laughed. Um, I laugh. I thought it was pretty funny. There's some funny comments in there. Uh, overall, a, a great weekend. Unless, of course, you're a um, a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, I don't know how much we'll do on Texans Browns. Congrats to the Texans. You got a great win. Um, we will do a little Chiefs Dolphins because of the Tua stuff. Uh, Dolphins fans want to run Tua out of town. Obviously, some idiots want to try to run off McDaniel for Harbaugh. That's asinine. Not happening. Um, obviously, we will do Jared Goff getting redemption. Jared Goff. You got to be happy for that guy. You know, he's uh, engaged to a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. He moves into my neighborhood. And now he brings the Lions their first playoff win in forever. But obviously, we have to start the podcast with the Dallas Cowboys. They are America's team. They have an owner who likes to go in front of the media, likes to do radio hits during the season. Jerry Jones is he's really a piece of work. I guess when you're a billionaire, you can do whatever the hell you want. But we start with the Cowboys because they got drop-kicked into the offseason by the Green Bay Packers in one of the most shocking beatdowns in NFL recent playoff history. I think that's undeniable. Folks, this is a veteran Cowboy team. This is a veteran Dallas coaching staff. And basically from the jump, 
they got their butts kicked. They were not prepared. This game, this loss, this humiliation was an indictment of McCarthy. It was a massive indictment of Dan Quinn. I don't know how Seattle's going to want to hire him. And listen, Dak Prescott, he admitted afterward he sucked. Um, the counting numbers at the end, 400 yards on 60 attempts, they're not terrible, but he was not good when it mattered. Folks, when I watched the Detroit Lions on Sunday night get the ball, go right down the field for a touchdown. They got the ball for the second time. They go right down the field for a touchdown. Third time, you know what happened? Right down the field for a touchdown. The Dallas Cowboys, who've been to the playoffs before with a coach who's won a Super Bowl and a defensive coordinator who's been to the Super Bowl with the Falcons. They look shell-shocked. The Packers get the ball, 10 plays, 75 yards, touchdown, and it was like, whoa, Dallas behind the eight ball. Where's that great Dan Quinn defense? And it only got worse from there. Folks, Dallas couldn't move the football against a Packers defense that's been shredded by everybody all season. And I'm not Mr. Hot Take, fire this guy, fire that guy, but I don't know how Dan Quinn survives this. I don't know how Mike McCarthy survives this. You can't really get rid of Dak, but Dak was looking for a big payday all season. He had an MVP caliber season. He'll finish in the top five, and he was terrible early when it mattered. Through a pick, Jair Alexander made a great play, and then the pick six late in the first half sealed it. Folks, this is a brutal, brutal time to be a Cowboys fan. Dallas has some major soul-searching to do, and all you got to hope for at this point is, do you go Jim Harbaugh and he says yes, or do you call Bill Belichick and he says yes? My guess is, this is Jim Harbaugh's job to lose. I think he's the better coach at this stage than Belichick. And I personally don't think that Belichick's going to want to go work for Jerry Jones. I do think Jerry's probably smart enough at this point to say, you know what? I'm getting up there in age. My best shot is Jim Harbaugh. Jim, I'm backing away. This is your show. Go with me a Super Bowl. Because that's the best chance right now, I think, Rob, for the Dallas Cowboys. They don't have a culture they used to be a running team with Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Now they can't run the football at all. The offensive line's getting old. They want to be a pass-happy team. Dak's throwing 60 passes. Oh, no, we're going to ride the defense and, and Micah Parsons. Do you know how many times Jordan Love was sacked? First-time quarterback Jordan Love, by the way. Zero. Micah Parsons, essentially on a milk carton, had one quarterback hit. They only had three quarterback hits in total. Listen, Lafleur basically pulled the pants down of Dan Quinn and just slapped him on the behind. Just repeatedly. I mean, Lafleur hot knife through butter up and down the field. I mean, it's a comical. How do you no-show like that at home? I Just stunning stuff. I, I, Rob, it's one of those games where I, I walk away and I'm like, holy cow, I was at my daughter's volleyball tournament. And, it, you know, it's the third match and I'm watching and I'm watching the Packers go down the field. I'm like, okay, this is a good scripted drive. All right. Nice job, Lafleur. I'm pretty impressed, right? Right down the field against Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn didn't look totally prepared. And listen, this is not Jordan Love making unbelievable uh, otherworldly throws like Stafford was doing Sunday night to keep his team in the game, okay? These are dudes wide open. Lafleur was scheming wicks and dobs. All, I mean, they're wide open. I mean, Gilmore got cooked on the touchdown, but nevertheless, I, it was just stunning to watch this. And just Dallas, when they punt, you're like, oh, oh. Okay, not, not great. Packers punt again. And and that's when Dak made that ill-advised throw on third down and Jair Alexander made a pretty great diving stab. At this point, I'm in the car ride watching with my daughter and, you know, I'm trying to drive on the 405 to get to her basketball game from volleyball. And I was like, you know, I, I'm, you know, uh, listen, I don't want to be that guy looking at a phone while I'm driving on the highway. But 
I'm kind of sort of looking at the phone a little, and I see Alexander Pickett, and I see everybody pick up and run and score, but of course I'm looking at the road, and um, I'm like, Bryn, what, is it, did the interception stand? Is it a touchdown? She's like, they're celebrating. Looks like it's an interception, Dad. I was like, oh, boy. All right, so now it's going to be 14 nothing Packers. Okay, expect an answer. It just never came. The Cowboys had no answers for LaFleur's offense. And this Dallas team, which looks so good, they almost peaked too early. You know, you could that Seattle game at home was like the line of demarcation, Rob. It felt like in that game when Geno Smith was able to shred up and down the field, you start to wonder, like, ooh, geez, I don't know. Okay, uh, offense is good, but the defense, holy hell. And I'm not going to go too hard after Quinn here, but let's be realistic. Dan Quinn saw Pete Carroll kind of no longer the coach in Seattle. This job was handpicked for Quinn, you know, and and we had a guy who visited. uh, Mark Sanchez visited the herd this week, last week, and I I asked him during the commercial break because, again, I'm peppering these guys with questions. So Sanchez, is Dan Quinn, you know, laser focus here, or is he, I don't know, building his coaching staff in Seattle? He's like, well, he probably had some guys in mind. I'm like, yeah, now you want to lock them down because they're all going to be interviewing everywhere. So Quinn's trying to build a staff in Seattle, assuming he gets the job, and also game plan for a Packers team that's kind of cresting here late in the season. And I don't know. Again, I don't want to be calling out Quinn like that. I don't know what he was doing. I don't have information to his phone records. I'm not saying he was taking calls from the Seahawks or building a staff. My speculation watching that Cowboys defense is these guys were ill-prepared, Rob. They were just not ready for this. Yeah, it was, in my opinion, the most disappointing performance I've seen by in the NFL playoffs since the Peyton Manning Denver Broncos Super Bowl against the Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Okay. This Dallas Cowboys team, as recently as three and a half days ago, had nine guys named first or second team All-Pro. This roster is absolutely loaded. A bunch of guys had career seasons. And yet, when they get to the money portion of the season, the playoffs, it's a tale as old as time. They find ways to disappoint you over and over and over. I'm not right very often. I'll, I'll say that, you know, a point blank period. You know, I, I'm maybe 50% from the field when it comes to giving out these hot takes. One that I was right on, though, was this time last week, check the podcast. We're picking early against the spread Cowboys Packers. And I said, I like the Packers plus the seven. I thought it was going to be a close game. I picked Dallas to win, but I love the Packers plus the seven because mm. this is what the Cowboys do. They are the paper tigers personified, okay? And the thing is, it's not just Dak Prescott. Because Dak Prescott is the quarterback, so obviously he gets a lion's share of the blame when things go bad. He also gets the credit when things go good. But in this instance, everyone's pointing out the two interceptions, including the pick six. And, of course, those were absolutely horrendous throws. He had very happy feet early in that first half, especially. Um, I I was joking, but I'm kind of serious, that he was sweating profusely throughout the game. And anytime I see a quarterback sweating like that, it makes me nervous. I like my quarterbacks to be cool as a cucumber like Brock Purdy. Patrick Mahomes was in negative 30-degree weather. I didn't see any perspiration whatsoever from that guy on Saturday night. Dak Prescott sweating, but he was bad. But again, it wasn't just him. The receivers were running poor routes. C.D. Lamb had two very early drops that were drive killers early that led to them being down 14-0. Micah Parsons, who hosts a podcast during the season, 
and has been going on all year about how great his team is and wait till you see us again in the playoffs. We're looking forward to facing the Niners and yada, yada, yada. Had one pressure on 19 pass rushes, his lowest pressure rate in a game in his NFL career. When his team needed him the most, he came up the smallest. And all of which points to wasn't just Dak, wasn't just the receivers, wasn't just the pass rusher. The secondary I'm not even going to get into because that was embarrassing. The Luke Musgrave touchdown was some of the worst coverage I've seen all season. But it all heads back to the man in charge, Mike McCarthy. You cannot have your team that ill-prepared for a playoff game. This is not week three, week seven, week 11, where you have plenty of time to straighten things out, where you know what, hey, we had a tough emotional game last week. We laid an egg this week, but we're gonna get back on track. You don't have time for that kind of stuff. And I don't know how much of this goes on Jerry Jones for letting the cat out of the bag early last week, saying, you know, his future here, we're gonna see a game to game. And then that ultimately led to a lot of very reputable reporters, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, pick your favorite guy saying, look, I'm not saying that he's coaching for his job, but there's a lot of speculation that if they flame out again early, he could be coaching for his job. And even then, no one was expecting them to lose this week, much less get their doors blown off. So there's just an all around epic fail in Dallas. We were all over this for a while. It, it, It ultimately, like, they were a really good team, but they kicked out. They beat up a bunch of bad teams. And listen, the Rams kind of fall victim to this too. Rams were one in six coming into this against playoff teams. Their best performance uh, against the Browns and Flacco. But other than that, like their best game was against the the friggin' Ravens. Again, they lost. I don't know, man. It it the, the Cowboys thing is interesting. I put the, I put this out there, and a lot of people didn't like it. Dallas is not going to win anything until Jerry Jones steps away from the microphone, stops doing weekly media, stops doing uh, calling reporters, stops going right to the press after games. I know he loves it, and that's fine, but you're not winning anything. You're just not. It puts too much pressure on everybody. It builds this negativity around the team, and it just like the Miami Dolphins lost to the Chiefs on Saturday night. It was it was not a great game for them, but it was in like sub. 30-degree temps. After the game, Stephen Ross didn't come out and and say anything. There was no like, oh, this is the most disappointing. He didn't say anything. And I know the Cowboys are favored. Totally different story. Fine. Whatever. Um, I didn't see... I I don't want to see my owner come out after every single game just ripping people. It just... That's not how sports works. You build up this wackiness where it's just a, a, a circus in town all the freaking time. And it's just not healthy. It's not good. It's not healthy for anyone. And listen, I I, I know a lot of the Cam Newton fans. Hello. I, yeah, I see you guys. I see you in my mentions. It's so funny, Rob. After I had that take that um, Dak has had a better career than Cam, everybody was quiet. Oh, ooh, that's a hot take. Okay, they were quiet and they were quiet. And then Dak has the bad game against the Niners. Was it the Niners? I don't remember who it was. But he had a bad game. How to be the, the Bills. Season. Oh, Dak's not How better be than the Cam. Bills. What? The Bills Oh, it was game. the Bills. It was yeah. the Bills. That's right. Oh, Dak's not better than Cam. Cam's way better. Cam would never have lost this game. It's like, all right, guys, you want to come after me for one game? Fine. Then Cam goes, rest of the season is pretty good, you know, whatever. Cam throws the pick six, and I wasn't on social because after I uh, drove from my daughter's volleyball tournament, I drove to my daughter's basketball game, and she, you know, came in and played the fourth quarter or whatever, got the dub. But then I had to coach my son, so I wasn't able to reply. Sorry, guys, I'm not ignoring your, your angry tweets about Cam Newton. 
Dak wasn't great. That's fine. He drops to now two and five in the playoffs. It's hard to win in the playoffs. He's only two and five in his career. But I, I don't think you can watch this game and say this was on Dak Prescott. From my perspective, Rob, number one has to be Dan Quinn. That defense was, I mean, they were like a, a really good unit all season, and they were total horse manure. Number two is McCarthy. Listen, man, you're a veteran coach, okay? I'm telling you, you go watch that Ben Johnson first quarter. It was, well, Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Like, right down the field. Great play calling, precise, just awesome stuff. And you got to go watch Dallas, and it was like, it's just a crap game plan. Totally crap. And I after those two, then I would then blame Dak, Dak Prescott for not being good early. But it, it's really hard to win in the playoffs. You guys know this. Two and five record, disappointment. I don't think you can go give him fifty million dollars a year. He's just not he's not that guy. There's not a lot of forty five million dollar quarterbacks in the league. And for those keeping score at home, Cam Newton, the immortal Cam Newton, three and four in the playoffs. So one more playoff win in his career than than Dak Prescott. And two of them, by the way, came in the year he won the Super Bowl. Um yeah, Cam had a good career. I understand. Great runner. He's not gonna be in the Hall of Fame. He won an MVP. Congrats. They went fifteen and one. Um I will stand by it. Dak Prescott has had a better career than Cam Newton. And the thing is, Dak's still going to tack on like four or five or six more years, right? Um, I, I, I don't I don't think you can move on from him because there's no path in place. There's not a guy out there you can get. But I do think McCarthy's going to be gone. And my guess is Dan Quinn takes a Seattle job. And now it's like, Rob, where, where do we go? This is three straight seasons of 11 or more wins. And they have one playoff win to show for it. That's that's bad, Rob. I I, I mean, I know I know continuity matters, but I, I just I can't see Jerry sitting on his hands after this embarrassing loss as a seven and a half point favorite. No, not at all. I mean, I would not be surprised if by the time America listens to this podcast here later Monday afternoon, Monday morning, that Mike McCarthy's already been fired. I think that the way that they lost, not just that they lost, the way that they lost, they, the no-show, to get embarrassed like that at home would be enough for Jerry Jones to, you know, call in the code red and, and have Mike McCarthy fired, have his key fob revoked. So he tries to get into the building and he just locked out just like Jamal Adams was on that hard knocks. But I'll tell you what, everything you said about Jerry Jones is correct. He brings unnecessary drama to his team on a weekly yeah. basis. And that kind of permeates through the rest of the roster. Case in point being Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is the player version of Jerry Jones because of the nature of his podcast and him wanting to, I'm not saying it's disingenuous, but him wanting to cut through in certain ways. So he'll say things I think that he knows are going to get clipped and are going to get put out and things like that. And I understand it's the nature of the business. But when you have that kind of unnecessary distractions, I think it's important that whoever you have as your head coach is going to be the antithesis of that. The guy who's going to be like, I'm going to keep the main thing, the main thing. And that is why I believe you mentioned Jim Harbaugh. I think Bill Belichick is going to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, goodness. I, the, I mean, I, I found this. You'll appreciate it. There was a 2019 article in the athletic. Now lots changed since then, oh, but in the I, athletic, I, I know what you're going to say. I saw this yeah, where John Machota covers the Cowboys said that, after Belichick was fired by the Browns in the mid-90s, he ran into Jerry Jones at a ski resort. Jones said Bill told the Cowboys owner, don't forget about me if you have an opening in the future. And Jerry Jones, quote, still thinks about that from time to time. 
Belichick was asked about it, you know, later that season and just glowing how much he has respect for the Cowboys franchise, for the Jones family and what they're doing and their commitment to trying to win every season. So if you're going to have a, an owner like Jerry Jones, who has to be front and center, is always trying to make the Cowboys, you know, the face of the NFL and the, the biggest talking point around the water cooler. I think it's important that whoever your coach is, is going to be the guy who's going to be the exact opposite. It's going to be all about football, who's only going to care about winning and what goes on between the white lines. And I think that's why Belichick, more so than Harbaugh, in my opinion, will be the better fit in Dallas. Um. At this point, we don't even know how good of a coach Belichick is. I mean, wow. of ineptitude. Anyway, I mean, listen, we know he has been great, but right now, I don't know. Anyways, uh, the craziest stat before we move on to the Lions game. The Green Bay Packers now have more wins in Jerry World than the Cowboys do. in Three versus two in the playoffs. That's stat. Wow. I mean, I don't know how that's true, but it's factually correct. Dallas has been a letdown. Jerry is losing sleep over this. And by the way, anybody saying, you can't run off Dan Quinn, he should be the next Cowboys head coach. Packers got 7.7 yards per play. 7.7. I don't want to talk too much yet about Packers-Niners, but I did bet the game for next week. I'm going to give you one number, Rob, and you can guess which team I bet. So if you watch that Cowboys game, you know that the Dallas defense uh, was shredded and the Dallas offense was on the field a lot. Um... They were on the field, the Green Bay defense, for 89 plays. 89. Usually, if you're on the field for 80 plays, the next week your defense is all beat up and tired. Packers were on the field defense, 89 plays. And if you go look at the history of Lafleur versus Shanahan, you'll know who I bet at 9.5 and 10. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. So yeah, if you were taking a favorite, say, on Sunday, parlayed with another favorite, say, on Sunday, there's a real good opportunity for you to cash here. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code STRAIGHTFIRE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-467. 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Okay, let's move on to Lions 24, Rams 23. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. Um, I, it was it was a banger for me. Uh, the picks I, you know, I do the gambling picks column for foxsports.com. And of course, when I'm running hot, I'm bragging. I was up to like 62% or something insane, 63%. Last three weeks were a S show, total disaster. And of course, that's when the jackals come out. Oh, you suck. You went 0 for 3 this week. Okay, guys. Uh, 3-0 and after the Rams covered against Detroit in what was a weirdly low-scoring second half. Um, obviously, I think the storyline is is incredible with Jared Goff getting shipped out of L.A. to Detroit and then gets his revenge on McVay. I don't know that it was revenge because it wasn't like a acrimonious ending. Um, Detroit was close to losing that game, and I'll, I'll say this. Um, I don't know, man. I thought the Rams, it felt to me in the fourth like the Rams were going to take it. They just took such a beating. And if the Rams had won, I think you would probably do a max bet on whoever they played because, holy hell, that second half, I mean, they physically got beat to hell up. Um, you had Kyron Williams taking that headshot, left the game, come back in. You're like, ooh, I don't know. And then he hand, lands on his hand. It's all taped up. Stafford got pulverized. It looked pretty clear that Matt Stafford suffered some sort of concussion on that one disgusting hit that was not flagged. It was like Aiden Hutchison. Then the big guy, McNeil, hits him. His head hits the ground. It, the people, the slow-mo guys looked, and his head like, didn't roll back, but... It looked like, holy hell, is, is this guy half knocked out? And they get stepped on. Stafford comes back in and is just a warrior. Then uh, Hybe, the tight end, in what I thought, how do you not throw a flag on that? Like, the guy goes low, right at the guy's knee as his foot is planted, going up to catch. And it's like, oh my gosh, it looked like a hyperextension, maybe a broken kneecap. I don't know. It, was, it looked gruesome. He left the game instantly. But there was no way if they won, they were winning next week. Puka Nakua, by the way, left the game briefly. They tried to keep him out. Did you see that? Uh, they were like, oh, wait, he got concussed. Did he get checked? He went back on the field. They're like, wait a minute. Do we have to pull him out? Did he get checked? And then I think somebody radioed down, yeah, this is the playoffs. Shut the F up. We need the superstars on the field. Like, you can't have Stafford pulled. You can't have Puka out there. Puka, folks, I mean, I don't want to go. I know Lions fans are like, dude, you're, you're not talking about us in a nice way. Rob, Puka Nakua is, like, unstoppable. I mean, it's not just the rookie season, all the records he set. But in this game, I mean, he cooked Sutton off the line badly on that deep touchdown. His hands are incredible. He's tough as hell. You can't bring him down. He's got great vision. He's total package. It's to the point where, like, you probably got to ask Cooper Cup to restructure his deal. And if he says no, maybe you trade him. I know he's like Stafford's best friend, so that's sacrilegious. But it's like, we could find Puka Nakua in the fifth round. 
guy's unstoppable. He's like the sole reason, him and Stafford, that they were in this game. But ultimately, this comes down to, and I got to give the Lions fans a shout out. They were so loud in the dome that McVay had to burn two early timeouts in the second half. So he was only left with one for that final drive, which is why I'm surprised they didn't go on like a fourth and eight with like eight minutes left. And then they had like a fourth and 14 and they had to punt. I mean, I don't know. It looked like Pua on third down and 14. Puka was held. You could see the jersey grab very blatant. And then I thought they hit him after like uh, defenseless receiver. They didn't call that. The refs really... Felt to me, Rob, and I'm not referee guy. Listen, Detroit was excellent. They, their offense was tremendous. It looked like Dan Campbell kind of coached scared there late. Like, hey, let's not screw this up. Let's just be safe. Um, it looked like the refs swallowed their whistles a lot. I thought the Rams got job, But ultimately, the Lions won. And, you know, they, they were very good. And um, I think they're probably going to be in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, you know, we're all Detroit Lions fans today. Because anytime you have a team that gets their first playoff win in over three decades, you know, you got to be excited about it. I mean, the, the last time the Lions won a playoff game, we'll look this up. NFL leader in passing yards, Warren Moon. NFL leader in rushing yards, Emmett Smith. NFL leader in receiving yards, Michael Irvin. NFL leader in touchdowns was Barry Sanders. All of those guys now have gray beards, okay? They're, they're all probably uh, collecting AARP checks at this point. Like, that, that's how long it's been since the Lions won a playoff game. So, shout out to Detroit. Full disclosure, though, I thought... The, uh, the Rams outplayed Detroit for most of that game. They outgained them by almost 100 yards. They had less penalties. Uh, you know, they, they had more yards per play. They were, they wanted, on time possession was like 10 seconds, but it felt like they were in control most of the game when yeah. they wanted to. The biggest difference, though, and this comes to the place with a lot of NFL games go throughout the season, is the red zone. The Rams were unable to cash in. They settled for field goals. To your point earlier on, right to start off the game, when Detroit got in the red zone, bang, 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 three touchdowns. That's the difference. If the Rams convert one of those field goals into a touchdown, this is a totally different game. I'm not saying that the the, the Rams would have definitely won, but it's a, di- it's a different game. And credit to the Detroit Lions, who... I talked about when the season first started, one of the reasons I didn't pick them to make, to even make the playoffs this year was because I wasn't sure how they'd be able to handle success. And I pointed out week two, right off the bat, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. They come back and inexplicably drop a home game to the Seattle Seahawks. Like, I'm like, you're, you're just, you're not ready to handle what good teams are supposed to do. And credit to them, they started stacking these wins, stacking little moments on top of each other. So when they got to this point, and they, I didn't think they had their best stuff outside of that first quarter. They were able to maintain their composure. Jared Goff was nails there on that final drive, completed two passes that he needed to have to be able to run the clock out. And Dan Campbell, to his credit, instilled a belief in this team that, what happened the previous 30 years doesn't matter. What even happened the previous 30 days doesn't matter. Hell, what happened the previous 30 seconds doesn't matter because this team right now is good enough to beat that team on this play. And it's why they're so aggressive, and it's why I, like you, believe they're going to be playing in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I, I just we'll see what happens um, with the schedule, but it looks to me like it will be Packers-Niners Saturday night. Texans, obviously, the early Saturday game. They'll face the Ravens or the Chiefs. Um, 
but it looks like it's going to be Eagles or Bucks at the Lions. Um, boy, if it's Tampa Bay, whew, that's a rough game man, for NBC on Sunday. Um, Eagles Lions is a, is a decent game. Um, Packers Niners is really good. Texans and CJ Stroud. We're not going to get into it. Um, I don't know. CJ Stroud looked great. Um, I do think the matchup of the weekend is probably Chiefs at Bills, assuming that happens. Um, I guess, Rob, any any final thoughts on, you know, Ben Johnson? He was so good. I, d- d- does what you saw in the first, you know, three or four, three drives where they go touchdown, touchdown, touchdown to start the game, is that the kind of thing, like, I want that guy calling my freaking place? I mean, I I don't think they had an incompletion on, like, the first two or three drives. Like, that's how nails Goff was. And, and you and I don't think Goff is a top 10 quarterback in no. the league. He's really good. But I think this is a little more – like, you know what we would do? Who is it, Brady or Belichick? Uh-huh. I think it's probably 60-40 Ben Johnson. Is that fair? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like 58-40. Like, I think it's – give Goff a little more credit. But, yes, I would definitely think Ben Johnson is the, the guy I would give the most credit to between the two of them. Yeah, I, I think Ben Johnson is going to be real good. I, I, I hope that uh, – the Chargers don't. I don't want to get stuck with him because it's it's not like a stuck, but they they need like a a, a culture builder that which is hard, what Harbaugh and Belichick are. I don't know that I don't I don't know that the Ben Johnson's that guy. Um, all right, let's quickly we'll just do a quick thing on Tua and the Chiefs. Rob, Tua was not good. The weather was inexplicably bad. The the football was ugly. It was not a great game on Saturday night. For me, I put zero stock in this. I just basically toss it out the window. Um, you're not going to see the elements like this uh, normally. So I, I, I just, yeah, the obvious, you know, Miami's a soft team. Like that's, everybody knows that. They're, look what their location is. You spend most of the year in Florida and then you got to go to negative 30 degree weather for the biggest game of the season. Like, yeah, that sucks. But like, what do you, you can't move the franchise. Um, you've got an awesome team that puts up numbers in the regular season. Listen, not everybody's winning the Super Bowl, guys. Obviously, you want to build a team that can contend for it, but here's the reality. Like, you go, you. go, There's nothing wrong with, and I know it's not apples to apples because they play like a seven-game series, but there's nothing wrong with being the Portland Trailblazers when you had Damon CJ. You knew every year we're going to the playoffs. Now, we don't know our ceiling. Well, we made it to the conference finals once. Like, I think that's an oak. There's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, you want to aim for the Super Bowl. You catch a couple breaks. Who knows? But you knew with Damon CJ, you're going to the playoffs every freaking year, it, it, assuming they're healthy. Like this is a Miami team that's going to go to the playoffs every single year. They've got the talent. The problem in the NFL is the salary cap. Like, what do you pay Tua? I don't think you can go over forty. But he's going to look at you and say, Daniel Jones got forty. If you're not paying me Daniel Jones money, get the f out of my face. I'm out of here. You could go ahead and franchise tag me twice, and then I'll hate you and leave. And and maybe they're fine with that. But if you give him 45, then something's got to give with Tyreek or Jalen Waddell. Uh, something's got to give with Bradley Chubb or Van Grinkle or Jalen Ramsey. Like, you can't, you just simply can't afford all those guys. So, Rob, my, my take last week was I would draft Penix. And by the way, if you listen closely to Daniel Jeremiah, it sounds like Penix ain't going to be a top 10 pick. Yeah, that's uh, again, uh, a lot of people reached out to me via DM. Man, that that doesn't sound great for Penix. Well, yeah, that's going to be great for somebody. Now can can McDaniel teach this layered throw? Can he get 
Penix to like take the next step? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, McDaniel sure is a Tua went from what he was with Brian Flores as coach to this like pretty damn quick. So I like to think McDaniel is is excellent, Rob. I, I don't know. I, I I don't take much from the Dolphins' loss. No, no, nor do I. And I'll tell you what. I'm not bothered that they lost to Kansas City in negative 30 degree weather on the road against the greatest quarterback, possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. Like when it's all said and done, Patrick Mahomes is going to have the stats and the hardware to suggest that he could be the greatest quarterback ever. Andy Reid is one of the better coaches of all time in NFL history. I'm not worried about that. The thing that bothered me was that they lost to the Buffalo Bills in week what was that week 18, right? Like that's yeah, the one that, one that one sticks hurt. with me because you're at home and that's a game that you got to have specifically so you can avoid having to go into that stadium with that weather against that team. Even though I know the Chiefs haven't been the all caps Chiefs in the playoffs, you know, there's they have a baseline that these other teams probably just don't. Like they they may not be getting to the peak that they've had in the past, but they're not going to lay an egg the same way the Dallas Cowboys did, you know, on Sunday. As far as Tua goes, there was a really fascinating conversation on Sunday morning on ESPN during the pregame show with Rex Ryan, Alex Smith, um, Randy Moss, and Teddy Bruschi. And they brought up Tua. And to your point, they're like, hey, can you really afford to pay this guy top of the market money considering you know his, number one, his injury history, number two, his inconsistencies so far this season where he really lights up the bad teams and then he hasn't been good against the good teams. And they mentioned... Something that's missing in today's NFL is like the middle of the road quarterback number. Like not every guy has to reset the market. Now I'm always going to be pro player, so I'm going to prefer that they reset the market. But if I'm a front office exec, unless you are Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, maybe Josh Allen, and then even then, you know, you're kind of splitting hairs. Lamar Jackson in the rights because of what he means to that team. I understand, hey, we got to pay for this guy no matter what because that's how much he means to our team. Everything we do revolves around this guy. I don't think Tua is that kind of a player. I think that the McDaniel system is such that, I'm not saying anybody can do it, but it fits Tua's skill set specifically. And I think that there are other guys who have similar skill sets that could be very successful in that system. So if I'm running an NFL franchise, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, instead of us giving you 45, 50 million, which is what the going rate is for the next quarterback to get paid, can we get them for 35, 40? Or can we get a shorter deal or a longer deal with more guaranteed money, but the average annual value isn't so high? There's got to be some kind of middle ground that's going to allow you to understand that I don't need to pay the seventh, eighth, ninth best quarterback top two or three money. Yeah, there is no really middle class for quarterbacks. Right. It's, I mean, the middle class essentially in the last couple of years, I guess you would have to say Jared Goff is essentially middle class, and now he's going to be up for a deal, and he's going to probably want north of – he's definitely going to want more than Daniel Jones. Like, sorry, that's just going to be how it is. Um, who's the middle class, Rob? Geno Smith, who got, like, not even a three-year deal. I think it was basically a one plus one plus one. Um, Baker Mayfield, I guess. Like, Derek Carr maybe middle class. But what, what do you get? Like, Carr – didn't win anything. He couldn't even get his team to the playoffs. He didn't elevate anyone. Like, I, I don't really know what the middle class is for quarterbacks, but, like, it's like, okay, you got Jalen Hurts. You got to pay him. Um, 
you, you got two. You got to you got to pay him. You got to the playoffs twice. Although he only played one of the games. Um, Jordan Love now his price just went up. What are the, what's the, what's the line from uh from um uh that that, that awesome show? That what is it? Yesterday's the, price is not today's price. Yesterday's price is not today's. But yeah, like Jordan Love, his his price just went up. C.J. Stroud. I mean, he's on a rookie deal, but he's getting all the bag. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being in a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, let's get to the Monday games. We get two games because Pittsburgh-Buffalo is canceled. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I know uh, Chiefs fans are ticked off. Rob, Buffalo got done so dirty. Now, I I was super busy over the weekend, and I was not there when the news broke about this Buffalo Bills canceled game pushed from Sunday to, was it Saturday to Monday or Monday uh, Sunday to Monday? Uh, Sunday to Monday. Sunday to Monday, yeah. Yeah. So they push it back a day, and you're like, oh, that's not the end of the world. Well, really? Really? I know it was the governor who apparently called it in, but I'm wondering why Buffalo would agree to this. Think about this, folks. So Buffalo will play their game today at 1.30 p.m., okay? Their next game probably is going to be on Sunday. So their days of rest will be Tuesday's a rest day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Five days of rest. The Kansas City Chiefs played 
on Saturday. Here are their rest days. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Seven days. Two extra days. And before you guys scoff at this, okay, we are late in the – we're in the playoffs. It's a long season. Yes, everybody's hurt. Are you injured or are you hurt? Everybody says that. I I would almost guarantee you that the Buffalo Bills would rather have the extra two days than play this game at home, okay? They've gone into KC in the postseason and lost. They've won at KC in the regular season, I think three straight times. But those two days of rest, I believe, will be massively pivotal to this game. I would want to take Buffalo in the game, but I I really do think these extra days of rest matter. And now, Pittsburgh fans, why aren't you giving us a chance? You don't have a chance. I don't think Pittsburgh has any chance to win this game. I would be... I would be more shocked if Mason Rudolph took down Buffalo than I was at Jordan Love uh, and the Packers scoring 48 points in Dallas and blowing out the Cowboys. This, to me, would be a bigger upset. And obviously, Pittsburgh's a 10-point favorite. There was It was down to 9. Now it's back to 10. I'm sorry, 9.5, now back to 10. My guess is it'll be 10.5 come kickoff uh, this afternoon. It'll be 1.30 kickoff on the West Coast. Rob, anything for you on this game? I'll tell you what. Um the weather's still not going to be great. I know that the the beast of the blizzard has kind of passed now, but I believe the over under as recently as Friday was like thirty four. I would still wow, take the really? under. I would still take the under because this is going to be one of those games that is going to be so ugly. You're going to wonder how the NFL was able to get twenty five million people to watch it. Like, I, I, as if I'm betting a side, I love Pittsburgh to cover. Because I think it's going to be such an ugly game that, you know, a, a nine-point lead is going to feel like four touchdowns. So that that's one, one thing. But to your point, it's very – I'm not going to say it's unfair because, you know, what do you do with the, with the weather and that kind of stuff? But to your point, they're going to be playing on Monday and then playing again on Sunday against a team that has an extra day's rest either with the Chiefs because they played on Saturday or a Ravens team that's coming off a of bye week. Like that's got to be in in terms of the least fair proposition for an NFL playoff situation. That's got to be right up there with, you know, right next to, if not ahead of the Rams making the Super Bowl off of a blatant pass interference in New Orleans. Like that just wasn't fair that that happened. And I know this, you know, apples to oranges, but this sucks if you're a Buffalo or even a Pittsburgh fan. This is terrible. It's a tough one. Uh, I took the under 38 and a half. Uh, I have Buffalo. If you heard T.A. last week, he he actually likes Pittsburgh getting double digits. Um, a lot of people like the Dolphins. That was never competitive. That under was a minor sweat, but it ended up fine. Um, I had liked the Browns. I took the bounds. Didn't go well. The over in that game cash. So over now, stunningly, I had to just look at this. Lions-Rams which was at 1.2117 late second quarter, and you're like, oh, the Rams going to get any points here, and they took their foot off the gas. Zero touchdowns in the second half. That game stayed under. So totals are 2-2. Two and two. Underdogs, 3-1 and one against the spread with the Chiefs the only cover. Um, I, I think both favorites... Do I think... Yeah, I, I guess I'll... Well... Yes, I'm going to stick with the Eagles. I'm sure you guys saw the news. A.J. Brown, who last week scrubbed his Instagram of all Eagles references, has been ruled out for this game with a knee that was that came on Saturday. He didn't practice all week. Got hurt in the regular season finale. 
they got got the finger issue for Jalen Hurts. This it's weird. The spread still is three. It's kind of teetering on like a juice three. Uh, I'm sorry, a juice two and a half or or three. I just I'm gonna ride the Eagles here, so I'm going with the two favorites holding serve. And um, I think that sets up an interesting Eagles Lions matchup um, because Rob, we we know that defensively the Eagles have been horrible. That being said, their power run game can just roll. You got to get the ball first against the Lions, and then you just got to go go down the field. Like remember in the Natty Washington Michigan Washington was like, mm, we'll take the ball second half. Like why get the lead on Michigan, force them out of their comfort zone, which is running. And they didn't do that. Michigan got the ball right down the field, touchdown. <laughs> like, stop, touchdown. You know, it's like, ooh. I, if, and I'm looking ahead because maybe the Bucks win. Um, but a buddy of mine, you know, I, I think we've talked about him. He does some marketing for Baker Mayfield, so he's going down to the game. He's all fired up. Um, I, I just, I would, I would be surprised if the Bucks won. I, I guess I shouldn't be given how bad the Eagles have been leaking oil, but. I, I believe in Jalen Hurts here, and, and I think Sirianni, they write the ship. I'm just, I don't think that highly of the Bucs. I saw a stat that their division this season, Tampa Bay's, against the spread outside the division was something like 16 and 28 again. That's how weak, like a lot of their wins, they got fat against bad teams in their division. So I will go Bills win and cover, and it stays under. Eagles win. I'm not messing with the total, the total there. I, I don't. I have no idea what to make on that one. So um, super wild card weekend. Not bad. A lot of fun. And uh, we are back tomorrow. Everybody have a fun holiday Monday. We'll talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.